You're listening to Duckstream presented by Gettle. The team at Violent Gentlemen saw what I could do at their weekly skate and decided it was time to make our relationship official. Proud to announce the newest sponsor of the Eat'em Up podcast, Orange County's finest, Violent Gentlemen Hockey Club. Get ready for some hot takes, off-the-wall topics, and candid conversations with current and former players. It's time for Eat'em Up with Emerson Eat'em. What's up, folks? Thanks for tuning in yet again. Another episode of Eat 'em Up. And this jumps to the, the top of my list as far as favorite episodes. I can tell you that for free. Gus Hines from Torch Tattoo in Anaheim. He, uh, of course, as you all know, created the Dia de Muertos Anaheim Ducks jersey that was just crush it. Was an absolute hit. Uh, part of that whole uh, jersey making was there's a segment right here on our very own Duck Stream. So that was uh, definitely fun tuning into that one. And everyone knows Gus at this point. Uh, he's uh, tattooed at the first two Legacy Nights, Legacy Night number one, Legacy Night number two, of course, and is set to tat yet again legacy night number three and i couldn't be more excited gus thanks for hopping on the show and uh getting me blasted here yeah on on an episode so uh (laughs) tell us first off on the legacy night number one who did you tattoo uh it was a fan and and who did you uh who, who did he get tattooed yeah so i actually got to tattoo uh his name's brandon uh, he gets tattooed at the shop regularly. So uh, when I got asked to do this whole situation, um, I thought about people, you know, I thought about clients, like who could I get to tattoo? I've already done a lot of ducks tattoos on a lot of my clients. So, was, you know, didn't have too many to pick from, but I remember Brandon coming in and we always talk hockey every time he comes in. So I just asked him and he was, he was in shock at first and then was like, I'm so down. Anything you need. Tell me what you need. I'm down. That is awesome. And then what did he get? What What did he get and where did he get it? So I got to do, uh, since he was uh, celebrating the first decade at Legacy Night, um, we did the Mighty Ducks logo and he got it on his thigh and it worked out perfect. He got a great view of the game while getting tattooed at Honda Center. That's so epic. And and. <laughs> For me, it was a, a non-negotiable. Like you don't have to ask the higher ups if a, a day like today is possible. You know, you you <laughs> see that in front of twenty thousand fans at Honda Center, uh, one of the the bigger nights of the year. There's no asking the higher ups. Just like no, we're doing that there right in the Korea studio, and here Gus is uh, doing just that. So jump into Legacy Night Number Two. That was the Korea. That's, that was, or sorry, that was the Solani tattoo, correct? Yeah, yeah, Solani, yep. Yeah, Timu, and then there was an autograph, Timu's autograph on that one too, if I can remember correctly. Yeah, so the guy tattooed James, he already had a uh, a Timu portrait of him tattooed on his leg, and we got Timu to sign the bottom of his leg, and we tattooed that plus like a, an eight logo that I made for him. So he actually got two during that game. Crazy, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I look, this is something special getting blasted right here in the Korea studio, but uh, I, I need to 
I need to maybe put this. Uh, Gus, would you come to the booth while me and Steve are, are broadcasting the game? Is that is that what we're doing next? You think? Oh my God! Yes, 100%. I think that's just what we're gonna have to do because you know what? Watching a Ducks game, calling a Ducks game up in the booth is just something that we're we're, we're saying it, and we we don't lie here on Eat 'Em Up. We we follow through with our promises. So I, I think that's next, Gus. And then Legacy Night Number Three, Gus. What should we expect? You know what? Um, it's still kind of we got a couple things in the works. Um, some really good ideas. I'm I mean, I'd be stoked to do any of them. So we'll see. We'll see. But it's going to be a fun one for sure. Okay. I think it'll be the most I get. I don't want to see the most fun because they're all fun, but maybe the most creative one yet. Cool. Uh, we all know that you had the opportunity to link up with former Ducks defenseman Josh Manson. And uh, so I think most fans out there are, are pretty familiar with that. Uh, tell us a, a little bit about uh, just you becoming a Ducks fan, growing up in Anaheim, how you got into tattoos. Yeah, so I um, grew up in Anaheim, um, had, a, had a couple cousins who were into hockey, and I remember going over to their house one time, and they were playing, and I had no idea what it was. Um, so they kind of roughly told me about it. Um, we watched a, a couple hockey games. I kind of went home that night, wanted to watch the next hockey game I could. Got into, I got to see, I don't remember the game exactly, but I know it was the Rangers. Um, watched them play, fell in love with the goalies, loved Mike Richter. And that's kind of my introduction to hockey. Um, the following year, was when, you know, the Ducks actually came about as a team. So once I knew we were going to get a team, I was stoked and just like, all right, this is my team now. And followed them since, you know, I was seven years old. Um, played hockey as a kid. Me and my brother both played. Um, yeah, and then just grew up going to games. Uh, I mean, I remember going to Ducks games, Bullfrog games, like anything Anaheim related I was in. And then once I got a job and you know, started driving. That was like, I'm going to every Ducks game I can. I'm going to travel for it. And just uh, just kind of fell in love with like the culture, the community. It's been great ever since. That's awesome. And uh, how did you get into tattooing? Tattooing? I uh, kind of just started getting tattooed myself. I actually remember going to a couple shops and wanting um, to specifically get hockey tattoos. And at the time, Tattooing wasn't as custom as it is now, where now you can walk in and tell someone what you want and they'll just draw it up for you. Back then, it was still a little more like you pick it off the wall, but they don't mind changing a couple things. I remember going into a shop asking for a hockey tattoo and the guy was just like, uh, I've never done one before, so I don't think I could help you. And then as I started getting tattooed, I wanted to learn. I fell in love with like just the tradition about tattooing and um, you know, like the apprenticeship aspect and the history of it. So once I decided I wanted to be a tattooer, I also decided I'm going to start doing stuff that I love. And that, you know, includes like everything from hockey, coffee, music, whatever. But hockey was just like a big staple in my life. So I wanted to make sure I got to do hockey designs and just kind of hope that maybe there was someone else out there that wanted them as well. And luckily it's gone well. That's pretty epic. I, I think uh, for me, so much of tattooing is stories. Just love listening to artists, how they, they yeah. got into tattooing. Um, so that that's one of my favorite parts about 
this whole thing. And, sure. and we're moving on. Uh, happy storyline. So part of being blasted here, a um, little bit of pain involved, right? A little yeah. bit, a little <laughs> bit of, of pain. So uh, just with that pain, some some things that have happened recently in hockey, it just makes me a little happy, and that's what I need right now. With this pain, need a little, be a little bit happy. And uh, how about this? This nothing can make me more happy than the Kings tanking right now. Uh, two, <laughs> eight, and five in the month of January. Uh, there's there's just so many problems, starting with the biggest one in uh, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, look, this is, I called it at the start of the season, uh, Dubois signing that eight times eight when he didn't deserve it. He had 60, what, 63 uh, points r- right around there were his career highs, and that's just not a, a sum in which you get rewarded with an $8 million contract. We all know when Ryan Getzlaff signed his big eight times eight ticket, he was at the top of the league and doing what he was doing. Uh, I know the the cap has raised, of course, since then. That was one of the 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 bigger contracts. Now we're creeping up in the ten plus eleven, twelve, poppy, fourteen, um, so on and so forth. So things are certainly changing. But uh, this it's two, five, and three in the last ten. They're on a four-game losing streak, and I couldn't be more excited about uh, hearing that in regards to our rivals very close to us. And we dropped that Black Friday game to them here at Honda Center. I'm still bitter about it, and a couple things that are making me happier. A, I'm getting blasted uh, right now by Gus Hines from Torch Tattoos. That's that's the, the, the first reason why I'm ecstatic. And, of course, Kings tanking once again. Four game skid. You just love to see it. Uh, let's look a, a little bit more in depth of maybe why that's happening. If you look at just their 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 scoring prowess to start the season, and I'm just going to name some games here. Uh, some mid October. Look, you get a, a seven three win uh, at Minnesota Wild. Uh, you have a six three win versus the Coyotes. Five four at uh, Arizona. I'm just going down the list here. You 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 beat uh, the Leafs in Toronto four one. These are all scores. You're you're, you're scoring at a at a high rate. Uh, uh, Saturday, November eighteenth versus the Blues. They're at Crypto. Beat them five one. These are just big scores, and they were doing it often early on in the season. Where has the offense been? You look at uh, some of these losses here recently. Uh, just last game. 4-3 OT loss. You got a 5-1 loss. I mean, you're getting blown out in some of these games. 5-3 loss to the Sabres the game before that. Uh, and you're just not scoring enough. 2-1 versus the Rangers. Or, well, they 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 won that game, but uh, still no scoring. Uh, you look at the, the prior losses right before that game. Um, January 18th, lose to the Predators. You only score one goal in that game. Uh, you score one goal the, the game prior to that versus the Stars. And and, and Stars are no joke, but this was a, a, a contender here, this Kings team, or what looked to be early on in the season. Still four or five games over 500, so they're, they're still doing fine in that aspect. But uh, calls for McClellan to be fired. He's a, he's a darn good coach. I got to give credit where credit's due. Early on, uh, they were stretching their plays out. They were quick with their passing. They were playing an overwhelming game, but 
I got to say, when you're playing Dubois, that kind of contract, everyone's got to be looking in that dressing room over to Dubois. It's like, what? Like, how is that possible? You're making two times more than I am, and you're just uh, you're not getting it done. And, and just uh, that that's kind of the, the energy at times. When, when a guy's not pulling his weight, uh, he's been a third-line guy for most of the season. And if you're Trevor Moore just playing out of your mind, and I know he got recently rewarded with a contract, but it's like, God, this guy's making twice what I'm making, and I'm making twice the impact. It's uh, that kind of of stuff wears on a team. There's there's repercussions uh, when it comes to signing guys and and, and them not pulling their weight. You look at Byfield, he's starting to pop off. He has been since the start of the season. He's really turning things around, but... uh, yeah, to to be paying a guy eight million and he's not in your top six, he hasn't been all year. It is dead weight, and McClellan has voiced that. And um, this is uh, this is a team in which they have Stanley Cup winners from from when they won it still on this roster. You look at a Lewis, you look at of course Kopitar. Um, you know, you look at a Dowdy. These guys have won cups, know how to win when they did and, and they look at Dubois and it's just like, that's just not how you win. You, you don't show up for a period and then you, you, you sleep, you, you take a snooze for, for the next 40 minutes. And that's what Dubois is. So I called it at the start of the season. Uh, look, you, you lost an Ayafalo who could have played one through, you know, one through three. He was mostly top line guy being paired with Kopitar filled that role in well, but you could, you could put him anywhere in, uh, in that top nine, uh, and and he was a, an effective player, of course. Uh, Velarde had his fair share of health issues and and, and the inability to stay healthy. But uh, I mean, he is certainly doing great things with that Winnipeg Jets team. So look, they flat out lost that trade, and now what are you going to do for the next seven seasons here with Dubois? I don't have an answer for you. I really don't. Nor do I feel bad for. That whole organization and uh, and, and nor Dubois. I, I think he. I don't know. I, I don't know. It, it's for me. It's 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 tough to say if it's ever been there. It certainly hasn't been eight million there. He's had uh, uh, some some stretches of good play throughout his young career. But uh, look, they're they're paying the price. I've always liked a Gavrikov. I think he's always smooth. He's not going to be a point getter, but he plays quick and he's just a big body in the back end that can skate well. So. I still like a lot of pieces with this Kings team, but like I just mentioned, I just do not feel bad one bit for where they're at and and where they're headed. They still have the pieces to you know make a, a little push here, um, and, and but I, I just um, it's going to be interesting to see here this next little bit. Uh, that's that's one one reason why uh, I'm getting a little bit happy uh, just as far as pain trying to trying to subside this pain getting a tattoo hey you know what king's tanking that's uh that'll do it right there that'll make me forget about this pain san jose anytime you can take a jab at a at a divisional rival you just do it san jose has been in the dumps for quite some time um i love duclair he's my boy he really is he, he's given it all each and every game uh, i tell you what when couture came back we saw it firsthand, the difference maker he can be, and it seemed like Hurdle's game jumped as well. But I, I just, uh, there's no end in sight there. That's going to be a, 
a, a process in which I don't see it getting better. And here's the tough part for San Jose too. What do you have in your 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 depth pool as far as uh, rookies, uh, organizational prospects? Not a whole lot there. So that could be a, a four or five year kind of dilemma they got going up north there. But uh, once again, divisional rivals. They they had some seriously talented hockey clubs there uh right around the time that we were good uh, the ducks we, we kind of both simultaneously had some some big time teams there and it was always fun going up there in the sap center playing uh those sharks when the fans were loud and the, the fans at that that sap center they they sit right over you like those bleachers go right up and when it is a pack barn it is loud and it is just fun to be a part of but uh, no we don't feel bad the situation that they're in and and you know they, they don't feel bad for for what's going on here it's just it's a divisional rivals at sports we we're just we're just not friends and we'll we'll, we'll leave it at that jets wtf the winnipeg jets which it will go down as one of my worst predictions um this washington capitals team which was my other predictions they were looking fine there to start and uh, when I say predictions, the biggest jump in points from last year to this year, I picked the Washington Capitals, just didn't understand why they finished so low, um, seem to be playing fine and maybe even exceeding expectations, but uh, they're they're dropping their ice uh, one game and then they're hot the, the next, so it's going to be interesting how they finish for, for the, the rest of the regular season. Uh, but that whole Eastern Conference is just scary. Uh, there, there's not many teams below 500 there, and uh, it is just deep, talented, hard-nosed East Coast hockey. A lot of skill, a lot of grit, um, and just it's 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 fun to watch, not fun to play against. But uh, going back to the the Winnipeg Jets dropping their last three, I picked the Winnipeg Jets terrible call uh where we stand right now with them as the biggest drop in points i just didn't i didn't know i mean of course they had hellebeck but uh it seemed like they 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 did really good for what they had last year um velarde who would have thought that he's kind of producing at the rate he is they certainly did good on them um but they're a fast team they're a fast team good goalie so good goalie Solid D. You got Morrissey on the back end, who is just so talented. And I don't anticipate this skid lasting for very long. I think they're going to get back at it. I mean, the the last three games uh, dropped a, a few to Toronto. You know, just you, you can get outskilled by Toronto uh, as they just did. I mean, and that just happens. Overwhelming. Some of the, I mean, we saw the Anaheim Ducks fans what Toronto did to us in that Honda Center tilt and. Even though the score was uh, an overtime win by them, low-scoring hockey game, Dostwall stands on his head and uh, just has a, a, a game for the ages there. They, they, they dominated. They, they had the possession game down, and they were just swarming us and cutting back and, and just making us dizzy. So uh, Jets, I don't – once again, I'm, I'm happy because my prediction for only three games is looking – good so i gotta just try to get in there and and uh i don't know stop the bleeding when it comes to my terrible prediction um i don't anticipate them that that skid lasting for very long i think they're gonna get back to making quick plays doing the the damage they can certainly do and how about this 
this is this this makes all of us happy and including me as i'm getting blasted right now a ducks win ducks and millie many for hockey day minnesota taking them down by a score of three to two and it's just a, a complete 60 minute hockey game it, it was just a, a win that it was a feel-good win ducks came prepared and uh yeah it, it was uh a win in which was needed after that somewhat successful. And he, although the, the Ducks went two and three on that last East Coast swing, um, I, I thought for the most part it was successful in a sense is that identity for the Ducks uh, was, was you know, being, being created. You, you could see it. The finishing ability, especially in that Florida game, we were on it. And um, just going back to this last game here um, in many, uh, it, it was a game in which the, the guys that needed to show up showed up and you just need that in order to be successful. Um, Troy Terry had two tucks in the game. He is now scoring at the rate that we all remembered him to, to be scoring at, which is great. Ryan Strom, just a guy you, you love cheering on because he's always upbeat and he's just uh he's a great great guy and he is back to to playing great hockey and and you know all it really needed hey being bumped back up to that first line nice tip that's you, you just want those kind of goals right you get a tip goal it's like okay that that's uh, breaks are going to come my way when you get a tip goal um and, and that's what he got it was a big time goal it was the game tying goal setting the, the Ducks up uh, to, to come home with it. And Troy Terry did just that. Troy Terry, going back to his play, he's not only making things happen, each puck touch, um, he's not forcing plays, trying to beat one, you know, one on twos, one on threes, maybe as we saw a little bit earlier in the year throughout the neutral zone. Of course, he was always getting off the wall, attacking that, that open ice there, but he he would try to go through you know two three guys, but now he's trying to you know carry that puck on those entries, keep it on the outside, delaying when he needs to be, and everything's just coming together. And his in tight finishing ability right now is at an all time high, and he just needs to continue to do that. Hopefully, Leo can be rewarded uh, just a lot more than he has been. His play has been so solid; he continues to make plays. This last game, a uh, few games here, even on the East Coast swing, it's like, my gosh, uh, how is he making so many plays and not getting two, three points a game? And uh, so you just hope that he starts to get rewarded a little bit more because his play certainly hasn't subsided. And, you know, that's just what makes me happy right now. King's struggling. San Jose struggling. And the Ducks winning. That, that, those, are, those are the three things that are, are really um, subsiding this tattoo pain. And uh, let's get into some messages. Sometimes I have trouble picking what to wear, so I stock the closet exclusively with heavy hitters. My friends at Violent Gentleman Hockey Club have stacked my closet full in support of the pod, and they'd like to stock yours as well. They've been putting the fan first for over 12 years right here in Orange County. Timeless design paired with enduring quality run by some of the best folks I've ever met. Shop now at VGHC.com. We have a different setup here in the Korea studio. So Steph uh, isn't going to, I'm not going to toss these ones up to Steph. I'm just going to go ahead and read them 
eats. You have the best ink. Our man Z has some fresh stuff. Sagan, Ben, Eric Carlson, and Max Domi stand out. Who is your favorite? What was your first? J Money out. J Money, we appreciate you. Thanks for the message. I'm going to go ahead and rattle it off. All, all the players that he just mentioned. Uh, let's have at it. Starting with our boy, Trevor Zegras. Yeah, Z does have some uh, nice... Nice tats. They're they're nicely done. That's most important. You know, you're you're young, have a lot of money. It's just, oh my god, where, where's the first tattoo shop I could, that comes up on Yelp? You know, that's just kind of sometimes how these things happen. Certainly happened for me that way. Just if I had a little bit more patience, I wanna regretted my first tattoo, which I have to mention. It's it's part of our uh, these messages here. I gotta uh, unfortunately disclose my first tattoo, which is still embarrassing, but. Uh, yeah, Trevor Zegras. He's he's got some you know kind of Greek um, going on. Some some I don't know if you call it myth, mythology, but uh, it almost looks like a, a some some kind of a, a god goddess. Um, and uh, let's see what else he's got. Just just looking at it right here. Um, yeah, the the one on his forehead has got some kind of like wings. Um, but it's almost like kind of one of those those Greek statues uh, just on the inside of his forearm. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, what else? We're just coming through here. Um, yeah, with the the pictures, it, it's hard to to tell here, but none, nonetheless, they're they're well done, and uh, yeah, I think they're they're pretty rad. Uh, Moving on to Tyler Sagan was another part of that that message. Sagan had his last name on the back of his arm since pretty much draft day. I remember draft the whole because we were in the same draft. So he, he's got uh, Sagan down the back of his tricep there, and uh, I remember that one from from the time you know we were, we were getting drafted. So he's had that for quite some time. It was probably one of his first ones. Yeah, he's got uh, a lion on his chest. Um, he's got both full sleeves. He's got a lot of ink. He's uh, kind of like myself. Um, but yeah, what is that? It's almost like a wolf, too. So he's got a wolf on the, the chest. Um, he's got a clock on the inside of his forearm there. That's another one. But uh, all around, yeah, pretty pretty money. It suits him. Um, kind of meaner, kind of tougher, so I can respect that. I, I can respect that, and he's certainly got the, the, the game to back it up. Um, Jamie Ben. So I've always admired just how much of a stud Jamie Ben is. He, he, he always has been. His, his hair is always just, uh, you know, kind of McGregor style, the high fade, classy, um, no Bucky and warm-ups. You can see that. It's just always well done, his, his hair. Uh, and he's got one full sleeve. He's got uh, a few other things on his other forearm. It seemed like a recent one is a tiger on his other inside forearm. But uh, he's got a skull on his full sleeve. Got some smoke coming out of the bicep area. He's got a, a rose on his almost inside uh, arm there, right, right above the forearm. And he's just got some some just badass tattoos. And he's got some flames in there. But between his hair, between 
the the well executed tattoos. He's just an overall all around stud, and he can fight. He can score. Um, he just makes plays. He he just gets it all done, and he looks darn sharp doing it all. So uh, Z, being the homer that I am, some money tattoos has the game to back it up. But uh, Central Division still in the the Western Conference. Dallas Stars just lost them. It's a tough break in overtime. Uh, Jamie Ben just as a a hockey fan. Regardless, if uh, you know they're playing well, um, they're at you know the top of their game. Uh, look, that loss stings, but Jamie Ben, you can always respect how he's played, and uh, he's look, he, he's been their captain for quite some time, and of course, guys like him in that that dressing room. So I can dig his tattoos. That was, uh, he's up there as far as the the players you mentioned, Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson's got uh, an eye on the inside of his tricep. He's got kind of like a Joker looking um, character there on the on his inside forearm. He's got some money tattoos too. Good looking guy. Money tattoos can get it done on the ice. He's made a lot of money in his career. Um, he's just got a lot of good things going for him. Eric Carlson. So I can respect that. Ty Domi. Ty Domi, uh, for the players you you mentioned there, he's got the Rose quality. Uh, okay. Uh, one of the cooler ones is the the diabetes one on the inside of a, his his forearm there. Uh, he's got a skull, too, on his uh, bicep, inside arm, bicep area. That quality so-so. Um, you know, most of them are, are a tad bit cliche. Like I said, the coolest one, probably the, the most important to him. I'm assuming the, the diabetes. Of course, he uh, has diabetes and has managed it well. Um, but some of the other guys you mentioned there, the 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 Bens of the world, Zegers has got some some money ones too. Um, for me, you, you mentioned who is my favorite. My favorite of all time is defenseman Mike Green. He's had some money tattoos. Uh, just looking at a, a picture of him holding his baby here. And uh, they're just all well done. He's got an owl with a kind of a top hat uh, going on in a, in a kind of old, uh, old Irish, old English kind of McGregor style um, for that one. He's got this nice little cross with, uh, I think that's a poppy in it. Um, kind of going in all different directions, but you know, a nice mixture of color just suits him. And the fact that he was one of the innovators, he was one of the 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 first guys to to just get absolutely yatted, and that just that that puts my respect for him um, at a whole whole another level. He's got a cool dude with a beard, so nice mixture of of classy, cartoonish. It all goes together. He's got the both hands blasted, which is just uh, it's just you, you like to see it. And the fact that he had such a just a, a brilliant career, did a lot of good things with that Washington Capitals organization. Um, just uh, whether it's producing at the rate he did, uh, just power plays, Ovi, just during the, the time that uh, Ovi was scoring some of the most spectacular goals, he was a, a big part of kind of that, that time period within that organization, and he was just a stud. And he's a stud off the ice, stud on the ice, and uh, you, you just you, you really love to see it. Um, 
I, I, uh, I hate Jay Money that you had to mention this. My, my first tattoo ever was style and grace. It was just brutal. It was brutal. Um, got it in Long Beach. And uh, just a forced move, forced decision, style and grace. What the what the heck was I thinking? I don't know. I got it removed since. Didn't look good. Now it's removed. I've turned that chapter. Uh, that chapter's complete. Turn the page, and, and and we're done with that one. So you had to ask. Yes, yeah, style and grace. Remember ski? The guys give me a hard time for it, rightfully so. Um, just embarrassing. I don't know what the meaning was. Still don't. Guys were giving me a hard time. I suffered the consequences there. And I was probably chirping myself, too. I remember Ski chirping me. Uh, what the heck does that mean? I don't know, Ski. Uh, Gatsy chirping me. I, I I just, it was an interesting time. And and that was that. But thanks for thanks for asking, Jay Money. Thanks for sending us in the message. Austin, this is the next one. Next message here. Austin Pettis played in the NFL and has a huge Mighty Ducks logo tatted on his neck. Poppy has a lot now. Dumba does too. Uh, fun fact, Josh Manson gave a tattoo once, and it was with Gus. Yes, we mentioned a little bit earlier. Um, going back to that Austin Pettis tattoo, Anaheim native Austin Pettis, uh, former NFL player, and I, I just remember that was a big story um, during uh, one of the games I was watching. They had that full, sc- uh, full shot on the TV of his back of his neck and that tat the the duck's tattoo was uh coming out uh, or kind of was, you you could really see it uh, uh just right on top over his jersey and of course his shoulder pads there and uh very prominent uh, you could see it and and that was a cool part i mean that's you want to talk about rep and that's some serious representation there Shown by Austin Pettis, just having the original Ducks logo just blasted. It's it's not like it's small; it's huge. Uh, so you could see it showing out. Appreciate you, Austin Pettis, what you did in your time in the the not NFL and uh, Poppy. Yeah, Poppy does. Poppy has some uh, some nice ones too. Well executed. Just taking a, a look at at Poppy's. Um, he's got a a lion with a crown. On the the shoulder, he's got a cross with some clouds. He's kind of dipping into the 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 Greek uh, goddess mythology, uh, whatever you want to call it. Kind of got a statue on the the inside uh, of the arm, right below the the cross, and then got a little bit tree. Sometimes this tree can can get uh, kind of out of hand, especially if it's poorly done. Kind of looks kind of cringy, but he he looks uh, that, that 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 one's done nice, and it kind of blends in with everything, so you can hardly. Hardly tell, um, but it just all goes together. And he's a stud on the ice, stud off of it. I'm sure that's not the the last. We'll see if Poppy getting tattoos. You mentioned Matt Dumba. That very much could be uh, Dumba's here. You know, close second to maybe Jamie Ben. Uh, he's got some cards on the forearm, kind of the outside. He's just got some cool stuff. Uh, a couple wings, one on his inside bicep tricep area there right on the inside uh, arm um and just former western leaguer western hockey leaguer he was devastating he was devastating in his time in the the whl just laying the body each and every shift and just blowing guys up anytime he had the opportunity to do so but he looks mean he looks he looks meaner with the nice tats he's got going on, and you just appreciate his game. He can get it done offensively. He's a smooth skater, powerful. Um, 
yeah, I, I just, uh, uh, you know, I, there's just a, a lot of guys with some quality tattoos. One guy can chirp um, that uh, former buddy of mine, I just haven't spoke uh, to him in, in a while, is uh, Kirill Kabanov. He I was drafted with him. He dropped quite a bit. He was highly ranked, went to the Quebec Major Junior League, was drafted by the Islanders, was supposed to be a first-round pick, highly talented, uh, had some had some uh, character questions throughout the draft process. Not not nothing too big, but uh, I always thought. And and I'm gonna message him after just uh, tune in this episode. I'll give him a, a a little chirp. He I haven't spoke to him in, in so long. So uh, Kadil, appreciate you, but you had the worst tattoos, bro. Um, I think you had the alphabet. I think you had the Russian alphabet going down his. Uh, going down his arm. He's got a couple playing cards. They're, they're, they're not uh, maybe quite to the, the, the intricacy as Dumba's was, but uh, Krill, you've, you got some terrible tattoos, bro. And uh, I'm going to make sure you tune in this episode and let you know, just uh, you got better. You got better there. It's kind of like he is Russian tats. He, he went to some just uh, bottom of the barrel Russian tattoo shop. Um, and it just looks like it. So Kadel. I appreciate you, but you got some brutal tattoos, bro. I, I always appreciated him early on getting the neck tattoo, rocking the helmet. It just I went to actually training camp, of course, when I signed with the New York Rangers, and uh, he had a great year in Sweden. He just absolutely popped off. He got invited to the New York Rangers training camp. So that was the last time I saw him. She went out to dinner. Uh, so I he was just a, a a funny individual. He actually we played some Russian exhibition games when uh, I was with LA Hockey Club for all my um, SoCal hockey players and and uh, appreciators out there who who knew the the SoCal landscape back in the day. It was a mom-pa club, LA Hockey Club, but we had a Russian exhibition series where they came over and, and played uh, uh, three or four games. Oh, it was not pretty. I think we we beat them. Um, I just remember one of their their players, one of their better players just uh, flipping off the whole crowd after we got done just roasting them. So, um, yeah, some great times there. And, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of my overall take regarding the messages. We continue to love all your messages, voicemails. We appreciate them. Uh, another guy that has a tattoo that I just appreciate is Tyler Bertuzzi. He's got this, the, the, the Team Canada, the Hockey Canada logo on his chest. And that that's interesting because, well, it's poorly done, A, but it's so Canadian of him to do that. I have more, I've had more teammates in the past with that Hockey Canada logo than I uh, have not had in the past. And that's saying something. Like a lot of my... WHL, my Medicine Hat uh, teammates, they all had that logo. And here he is. And Tyler Bertuzzi is just Tyler Bertuzzi. You just got to appreciate it. He's got the missing tooth. He's got the long hair. Uh, it's just a, a terrible tattoo, but he's a guy that can rock it well. And you just appreciate that. You just appreciate, you know, that those first tattoos when you're 17, 18, you grow out of them and then, then they just look terrible. That's, that's what, it, but you just appreciate it. And it, it brings me back to my time in, in juniors where more teammates had that hockey candle logo than, than not. And it's just such a Canadian thing to do. Um, 
So that pretty much wraps that up. I'll let you know what has made me a little bit happier in this uh, situation, getting blasted in the Korea studio with a little bit of pain. So that the uh, Kings, of course, and their struggles. Um, so as we start to wrap this episode up, uh, talk a, a little bit about what Gus is tattooing on me today. Um, so we'll we'll get right into it. Mallory McMallard. Um, Mighty Ducks movie, the first face-off. So that's uh, uh, Mallory's feature film. Some of the shows, of course, uh, the, the most well-known, the Mighty Ducks animated series. Uh, the voice of Mallory, Jennifer Hale. So that's an interesting fact there. Uh, this is Mallory's occupation course hockey player also a soldier and a crime fighter uh hometown puck world in anaheim california some of the the interests some of the interest for mallory fighting crime helping people shopping at the mall i love that fighting crime helping people so that's that's kind of all ties together of course the mighty ducks um but but what mallory stood for really um some dislikes of mallory uh, immaturity. So do I. Don't like uh, immature people who just can't seem to grow up. Um, machines, freezing cold weather. I don't like the cold either. Like sometimes some of these rinks are just deathly cold. Um, and it just reminds me of my mom, Patricia. Just uh, she would always get bundled up. Some of those those times at the the ice rink back in the day, dropping me off, and she if she stood in that ice rink, she had the zipped up hood on. Um, and it's like me, some of these, some of these rinks get just too cold. Uh, both my son and daughter do not play hockey. So my time in the rink is limited to, to some of my sessions that I run still summer camps, of course. And, um, and, and, and so look, I'm still in the rink. Um, some I can really bear some of those colder ones. It's, it's, it's tough for me. So, uh, Mallory powers and abilities, speed, of course. Agility, shooting. Um, of course, I'll put this on all of our social media platforms. Um, Mallory's got a little gun she's holding, so I thought it was kind of neat, kind of cool, and uh, still active. We'll always be active. We appreciate you, Mallory. And yeah, that's what I'm getting blasted on me today um, by Gus. It's been fun so far. And uh yeah, I just, uh, Gus, I'm going to bring you back in here and, and close things out. I mean, what what are you looking forward to this just Ducks organization as a whole? Where we're at now, what are what are a few things that we're, we're, you're looking forward to? Oh, man, there's, there's quite a bit. Um, I would say everything from, obviously, players, um, prospects, development, watching them grow, um, but also just, like, the community the hockey community in general and just like Orange County um, seeing the Ducks do so much for the community is always great. Um, even doing things like, you know what I'm doing, like being a part of things that are a little more unique, but a part of the culture. Um, the community is really just, I don't know. It seems like it's just grown tighter and tighter and everyone seems to know everyone. And that always makes it exciting and fun to go to games and just run into people that you can talk to or, meet new friends or whatever, you know, I, I love to see the growth. That's, that's one of my favorite things. 
Love it. You heard it. Gus Highness from Torch Tattoo. And Gus, last thing before we we close out here, where can we find you? Um, of course, I just mentioned Torch Tattoo. You can uh, just, I'm assuming walk-ins, right? Walk-ins accepted, Gus? We, we do walk-ins when we can, We're but we are mostly appointment. Uh, it's more, uh, you know, it's just a little easier these days, but uh, we can do walk-ins if we, uh, if we can. Um, if not, we can book something for you, no problem. So you can find me over there for sure. Okay, and I know you're on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your Instagram? My Instagram is at Gus, G-U-S-J-714. Okay, cool. And Torch Tattoo, is that? uh, Yeah, at Torch Tattoo. Perfect. Easy peasy. Thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of Eating Up, and we'll see you soon. If you love today's content, then I'd love for you to take a trip over to VGHC.com or stop by their Costa Mesa flagship store to see what the club is cooking up for hockey fans worldwide. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.